You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah, and today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Carlos. So Carlos is a co-founder at Jiggler, a new dating app. He's a long-term digital nomad since way before it was cool, and he's currently living in Buenos Aires. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Carlos. How are you? All good, Noah. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? Fantastic. So let's give everyone just a little bit of a background on Carlos. So you're in a relationship now, long-term relationship. How long have you been in this relationship? Walk us through a little bit about who you are and what you do. That is true. I'm in a long-term relationship. Three years going strong now, which is a new record, by the way. (laughs) A bit of background with me. I've been, like you said, a digital nomad from before that was cool. So I've been living in, uh, how many now? (laughs) Nine countries over the last five years, doing longer stays than just like the typical backpackers. And of course, there's been some dating fun (laughs) along the road for that. Eventually, I ended up uh, in Georgia, and that's where me and my co-founder started this new dating app, Jiggler. We were all like together with the idea of being tired of the typical dating apps and how they're all like becoming pretty much all the same, and the way you meet people are is pretty much the same, and the way you talk to people is pretty much the same. So we just wanted to have fun with it and do something new, and well, I'm pretty excited to be here talking to you about it now. Yeah, very cool. I'd love to get in and, and talk a lot about the stories that you find as you start to onboard users. You get to hear their stories and hopefully some success stories of people matching. But before that, tell us tell us a quick story about how you actually started your relationship. My relationship, that's a fun story, actually, because... And this is... This one doesn't take place in Georgia, the state. This takes place in Georgia, the country, which is like in the middle of Russia, Iran, Turkey, like a pretty wild region of the world. And I happened to be there poor and with no glasses because a good friend of mine just decided to punch me in the face one day. I don't know, man. I and I rocked up dating the optics chick and we're together ever since. Wow. So did, did you see get a chance to see her before? You started dating her or was it all just blurry? She was blurry for most of the time, but by the end of the first session, she and that's, that's where she got me. And you've been with her through so three years since, so we can't blame it on that. She can blame it on that. Maybe she thought I looked better without my glasses. Who knows? But yeah, that was a fun one, especially when you're in the middle of such a place where they don't even use the same alphabet. Everything is just like straight out of a Star Wars film. So it's it's cool to, you know, to touch base. Yeah, yeah. I think flesh is flesh, right? And, and if you get body-to-body communication, it transcends language, you know? That's what I did, man. Like, I just went straight to the optics and they said, flesh is flesh. Yeah, so, so now let's flash forward a little bit. Jiggler. Now, is that, like, when you first hear the name, I'm thinking, like, is it, is it for gigolos? <laughs> no, it's not for gigolos. It's, we just like the name. Originally, we had a way different name, but stuff happened and we rocked up with this one. And we're very happy with it because it allows us to do, like, a lot of fun things with it. It's just catchy. Yeah. So what? So tell me more. What kind of fun things do you do with the app? First off, like, why do you, you want to make the app in the first place? Because it takes a lot to build an app. It, it's a big commitment. 
And I think there has to be some motivation behind that besides just, oh, wouldn't this be fun? I think we all, whole team, <laughs> I think we all just thought that we could make a dating app <laughs> just like this. And then it turned out that you don't make a dating app just like this. But we were excited about the prospect of doing so because, well, it's a... It's a small team, but very close together that we have. And we have people with background in technology. And we sort of had the right mix of like enthusiasm and expertise to get started. And then we just started trying to nail it from there. It all basically came from all of us being tired of traditional, let's call it. I don't need to name names. You all know who I'm talking about. Of the big dating apps, because we were more and more starting to feel like they're just trying to sell you a product. They're just trying to get you as fast as possible to get the, the paid version. It's this all this same fall on this same trend that for example social media apps do, right? Like they're just trying to keep you a little bit addicted to them. So we all felt like it's not really a reflection of how ideally we think dating Online should be like dating in real life, but easier. But it turns out like the two processes are not really too connected. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, for I, I know in my experience, and also a lot of the people that come on the show, there's a strong avoidance to dating apps because of the time commitment that goes into it. Yes, there's convenience that you can pick it up and swipe and find someone. But the amount of filtering and the amount of just all the problems that come with it, catfishing, you've got, you've got a lot of ghosting, you've got a lot of just like dead conversations. And a lot of the, the, the guests on the show, they almost regret the fact that they're using a dating app in the first place because of all of those issues. There's a little bit of shame tied with it. And how, does, how do you feel about all that? Like, what have you found? It's funny because we were talking about this the other day with, I basically talked to whoever would listen to me about the app, of course. I was talking about this with someone and this person, this girl, she told me, I just cannot take people seriously if I met them through a dating app. And I'm like, okay, that's a big problem, isn't it? Like, because you're obviously there to meet people. If you yourself, that you're falling into this bias, that you're not treating the people you meet through dating apps like real people even, then you're counterproductive, isn't it? This is what we've been trying to replicate. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but what we try to go for is like this process of catching a glimpse of someone, mm -hmm. like being interested in them first, and then having to go a little bit deeper to get to get invest mm -hmm. to invest your time people and i think this is what we all want right like we're right. all there because we want connection we don't obviously there is the hooking up part and that part is a lot of fun as well but hey, there's a the physical day, you want the physical connection and then you want the, the idea of feeling like you're validated like somebody cares about you and i think those two it, it, especially as in we're as we're entering this world of there's so much distraction exactly yeah. and you want that to feel real because then we this was a, fu a fun part of the process of course since we were starting with the dating app we like just paid for every paid dating app in the market <laughs> yeah. to see what the experience was in all of them for example on tinder you have the tinder golf features which 
pretty much tell you, they allow you to see who liked you. So then you go into your likes, let's say you have 17 likes and you feel so validated, <laughs> like right there, like, oh, these, all these women like me. But then you, something switches, right? Like it's like, then you start working for that validation mm -hmm. and you don't want that either. And they do like <laughs> these apps, they want you to work for this validation and to get you a little bit addicted. Yeah. Like I myself, I'm a little bit anti-social media, so Yeah, that's like the thing I don't want in my life. I'm curious because you, there is a certain level of dancing with the devil that you have to do in order to understand what the customers are going through. So you have to do all that customer development. You have to just get your hands dirty. You have to go in there, embrace all the other apps out there on the market, like you said, get there, do your research. So in that process, I'm curious just to see how your partner was supportive in this process right how did she deal with that some of the sort of like the way to deal with it because i'm not going to tell you and i think it's a very legitimate thing for a partner to think right like, okay you have tinder on your phone are you sure you're just using that for work and i'm like i, I swear i'm working <laughs> like everything in relationships you have to be open about it you have to talk about it and sometimes she was there right there just swiping with me because that was the only way Yeah, that's awesome. For our listeners, our listeners are, are seriously looking at different ways that they can date better, date smarter, and have a proactive approach to improving them, themselves along the journey so that they can become a better catch. What insights have you learned from experimenting with all of these other apps as well as creating your own? Even some of the user feedback and stuff like that. What like actionable things have you learned that people can listening can put into place to to really have the best chances at online dating? Okay, I'm gonna ask for your. I'm gonna give you a little test. Right. How how much do you think the average, let's say, Bumble, Tinder, OkCupid, whatever user spends on the app, like in one go, nonstop? So I would say 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Is more around one <laughs> because we, we all get distracted, like we're all crazy distracted, and our attention spans are down on the floor because of social media and because we have a world crisis in every possible yeah. sense. This is a distracting world. If you have people for 30 seconds on, let's say, a website, uh, I'm a marketer by profession. If you have people for 30 seconds on your website, you're on a good track. Hmm. 30 seconds. People are spending five minutes on the app right now in one go before they get a WhatsApp and they open it or before they go to something else. And the reason I think that is, and that this is like the real lesson we found here, is that they're liking this process that we have inside the app where people have to work a little bit to a bit to see each other's pictures, to get information and to give information. So I think if you have that process, which you do have it in real life, if I'm sitting here, I know that if I ask a question, the other person might have to ask a question back. You have to have this ping pong back and forth between people. So things get somewhere, ideally somewhere good. Mm. And that is something that I really like learning from this app, that you can replicate this process online. And then the other thing is that People are way more open to admitting that they clicked on a ad when the ad is good. Ah, what kind of ads do you run on Pornhub? I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to be graphic here, right? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the dirt okay. on dating show. We want dirt, man. <laughs> we want the dirt. Like we can do without the dating, but we want the dirt. So basically if you're going to Pornhub's, it's very likely that all the ads are basically like these animated penises, like huge, or it's like these uh, creatures where it's like some sort of like a porn game where you have to do something that isn't very clear on the ad, but you have these monster women because like they're literally monsters, right? Like they're like these fantasy creatures with huge boobs and maybe they have four of them and they tend to cross them. It's like a horrifying thing. And I've always wondered, who the fuck, how do you even sell something through there? But then we started noticing, okay, it's always the same ads. So people are clicking on them because mm -hmm. they're, this means they're profitable. But of course, we were not going to do that shit. So we started doing, a, we wanted to stand out. We wanted to do ads that you would say, okay, that's a way nicer ad than I would expect to see on a, on a porn, well, on Pornhub, right? Yeah. On the porn site. So we used to, We, we were trying to play with these speech emojis, these uh, cucumber emojis, these uh, aubergine emojis, because the app's name is Jiggler. <laughs> That gives us a lot of... We can pretty much put any jiggling thing on an ad. And we were trying to make them a bit cute, a bit like something like, okay, this is like something nicer than I was expecting to see on a dating app. Might want to learn something. So far, it's worked. We're happy with that part. That's fantastic. So... Getting back to that, I feel like we got a lot about what makes Jiggler so different and, and just some of the stats and stuff. But when it comes to actually just like things that the average person can do to date better, like whether that is put more interesting pictures or showcase their hobbies or something, what, do you, what have you found that actually works really well? In particular, when it comes to apps? Yeah, for online dating. Okay. All. Online dating. Okay. You cannot... Obviously, you cannot... Divorce, divorce from pictures. Like in the end of the day, we all are visual creatures. We are on our phones, which is a visual media. Like pictures are super important. To this, actually, we run these ideas to how to make it easier for users through a dating coach that specializes on online dating. His recommendations were, of course, if you're a I'm going to generalize here because there's no way of not generalizing here, uh, especially because we do look at the stats. If you're a woman, an heterosexual woman, trying to, you're trying to date men, heterosexual men, <laughs> visual creatures. So, of course, if you are hot and you show it, you're going to have good results. For men, we are also, as we found, very interested in girls with different pictures because most of the time you with typical mistakes like selfies apparently people just do not like selfies so if you're listening to this this podcast and you want to get one word of advice is don't use selfies on your dating profile people don't like them especially when you have six of them and they're all from the same angle that doesn't really help for guys for heterosexual guys this applies to as we found This applies to guys, both uh, any preference. So basically. straight, gay, bi, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. For guys, it's important to mix it mm. because people are gonna, and this goes both for women and for gay guys and all across the spectrum. It turns out when they're looking at guys' profiles, 
they're spending more time swiping through all the different photos and linking mm-hmm. the and reading the whole bios and everything. So you want to give people an experience in there, and they you want to catch their attention as fast as you can. Remember that at best they're going to spend five minutes on the app in one sitting. So they don't want to waste their time and they're not going to. So you have to give them something good at first and then keep feeding them stuff that they might like. So first picture might be your beach body and Mm. then you with your dog and next some of your hobbies and everything. You want to sell the whole package basically. Yeah, that's really good advice. You said start with the beach body. A lot Mm. of girls, they they say that they just don't like seeing a shirtless beginning. What are your thoughts about that? I don't think anything. I've looked at the data and that's a total bullshit. Most people, when they have a picture on the beach as their first picture, most people get clicks to see the next picture. There so, you go. so they beat yeah. the hook. A lot of times also when someone is saying that, it's usually coming from a place of perceived judgment. So there's like this identity that they think they're supposed to have. And so when they say that I don't like a shirtless pick first, it's because they don't want to be perceived as someone who's pursuing uh, physical pleasure instead of the emotional connection. And I think that's something that like, I'm, I'm hoping that through this show, we can normalize wanting to get laid is normal. And I think wanting a connection is also normal. And I think that there's a sort of a balance between both. And I do want to get like some nice juicy stories from your personal experience as well. But I just want to, I, just, I do want to just comment for the listeners out there that Sometimes I do chat about how dating apps can be a waste of time at at times, but I I really do have to say that I have made most of my friends and lovers have come from dating apps. And the strongest connections that I have, like period, have come from dating apps. It's, It's really bizarre when you think about it. Like my now current lover, we met on Tinder over four years ago. And, you know, we've stayed, we've stayed lovers. We've had breaks, we've come back and that connection has been really strong. I've had some other connections that I've met on Bumble. We've done friend thing and now we're still really strong friends. And yeah, I think dating apps are are really powerful. And I think that that if used well, that you can meet some really good people. So uh, they're a big part of our life right now. And especially when we all had to, we all had this thought these days, right? Like I'm going to be in my house forever. (laughs) So now we're all thinking that and it's okay. Maybe some people never tried working online. Now you're thinking about what would my life be like if I worked online? Maybe some people haven't date, dated online. And now you're thinking, okay, maybe I should give it a try. Yeah, As you say, you can meet, even if you don't want to meet your next lover on, on Jiggler or another app, you can make friends. You can even network. You can get, I've networked through dating apps. At the end of the day, it's people, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like lottery tickets. You can get anything from people and you should ideally try to give all you can to people. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Like that lottery ticket example is a really good idea. Sometimes you just hit the jackpot, but you got to plan to do it. And sometimes pretty well, like a lottery ticket, you can meet 11 people and they're, and feel like it was a waste of time. Mm. But then that 12th person that was worth it is worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, as we're working towards wrapping up, share us share a story with us of a of a time that you had a juicy adventure in your dating life, and perhaps it was one that taught you a lesson or something that opened your eyes in in a way that you didn't expect. 
Okay, so we were talking about, and you were just talking about this here, and we were talking about this off air. We were talking about how you found out about how diverse people actually are and how wild we're all are really inside, how it's very cool that people are opening more to share these stories and to talk more about their sexual and dating lives. I, I resonated with some of the episodes because I felt, yeah, identifying with them. I can say that at some point I used to have three girlfriends from which only two, only two were, only two knew about the whole arrangement. Oh. <laughs> well, one was completely <laughs> cut off the information flow. <laughs> wow. Did she ever find out? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> they always do. They always do. <laughs> First that was a deal breaker, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> surprisingly. Okay, that, that's another lesson. People do forgive once you open up with them. But yeah. yeah, like main lesson, like always be honest, always tell everybody what's going on there. And this is why people shouldn't be self-righteous, right? Because there are, I bet, there are way much more people willing to have all kinds of adventure in the world than you think there are. You just have to be open about it and others will be open as well. And then you don't have to lie to anyone again in the love troll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what ended up happening with the three at the time? Do you still stay in touch with them? Did it, did one drop off and then the next one dropped off? Or when you met your current partners, you have to just end it all? And this all came to an abrupt conclusion when I moved the cities because I also discovered that I was not made for this. I'm a person that likes telling the truth, but I'm also a very good liar, I discovered. <laughs> so just being in this constant stress of maybe they will find out, maybe she will find out the one that didn't know about the other two. And then not ever getting caught was like eating me inside. I don't recommend it for myself. And I don't recommend lying to anyone really. Yeah. It's pretty nerve wracking. I can imagine. Final question. What is the advice that you would give your younger self as you're hitting the dating world? Okay. Don't be a pretentious fuck. <laughs> like, just acknowledge that you are a quirky person and we all like quirky people as long as they are open about it and they don't make a big deal about it. So just be quirky, man. Some people are not going to like it, but you don't like those people anyways. Don't fool yourself into thinking you do because you don't. Wise words, man, for sure. Carlos, it's been awesome having you on the show. So how do people stay in touch with you? How do people download the app and all that? Wait, the easiest way to stay in touch with me let me just tell you about the app they, they can always message us at the apps instagram i run that one so i'll personally reply to anything that comes through there especially if it has hey i saw you on noah's podcast and i and i wanted to talk to you i'm there i'm replying i see everything the the instagram account is jiggler dating app at jiggler dating app is jiggler j-i-g-g are the app well, it's called jiggler and you can find it on the app store we are working on the android version it's not quite ready yet but it would be soon we hope you enjoy it if you have some feedback let us know we are big enough that you will have a good time on the app right now but small enough that we read every single piece of mm. feedback that we get so we'd be super happy to hear from anyone yeah fantastic cool all right, Carlos, thanks for being on the show. Man, thank you very much for having me here. It was really fun. You got me sweating for a second. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's been a blast. Don't forget to swing by Apple. There's two things that you can do there. One, 
leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. And two, subscribe to the show. So the more downloads we get, the more you share the show, then yeah, the more other people can find it. And that helps us keep growing. So with that, thanks for tuning in. And if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single. Introduce yourself and tell us your story. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.